Once upon a time and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. This podcast will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. There are many fascinating characters who wander through stories. Jack is one of them. Jack the giant killer. Jack who climbed the beanstalk. Jack who owned a cat with wonderful boots and a sharp wit. Jack is sometimes very clever and sometimes very foolish. There are other characters too, such as Anansi, the clever trickster who originated from the Ashanti people of present-day Ghana. The story sometimes had him as a man. In others, he was a huge spider. The stories of Anansi crawled across the world, spreading to the West Indies and Sierra Leone. In Aruba, he's known as Nancy, and his wife as she Maria, where in the original stories, she's sometimes known as Also. This first story that I have for you is one of the first stories that is ever told, because before Nancy got the stories from the Sky God, there were none to tell. It is told by Simon Brooks, the award-winning storyteller from New Hampshire. There are many tricksters. There's Mr. Raynard the Fox, Coyote, and then there's Anansi the Spider. Now Anansi one day decided that he wanted a story, but all stories were kept by the Sky Chief. And so Anansi decided to climb the highest tree there was in the forest. Oh, Sky Chief! Sky Chief! called Anansi. Who is this calling me? It is I, Anansi the Spider. And what is it that you want, Anansi the Spider? I was wondering if I could have a story. (laughs) You want a story, Anansi? You can't afford a story. Well, how much are they? It will cost you, Anansi, the same as it costs everyone you want a story, you shall need to bring me the python, the black cat, and a swarm of hornets, and a fairy. A fairy? A fairy. Okay. And so Anansi swung on his thread from branch to branch and danced from leaf to leaf until he came to the place where the python slept, coiled up in his roost on the branch of a tree. Oh, Python, called Anansi, keeping a safe distance, for he wasn't sure when the python woke up if it would be hungry or not. Oh, Python! Is that you, Anansi? Yes, it is I. Is that so? Yes, um, I, I met with the Sky Chief the other day, and he said that there was another snake in the forest, and we were wondering if you were still the longest one. Is that so? 
It is so. And so the sky chief sent me to measure you. Is that so? Yes, it is so. And I thought that if you could go down onto the ground, then maybe I could measure you with this stick. Is that so? Yes, it is so. And so the python agreed and slithered down the tree. And Anansi said, Could you straighten yourself out in a big long line? And then I'll measure you with this stick. And I'll start with your head. Is that so? Yes, it is so. And so the python stretched itself out in a great long line. And Anansi took the stick and hit him on the head. He then pulled out a sack and started to pull, and pull, and pull, until the python was in the sack. And then he spun a thread around the neck of the sack, threw the sack over his shoulder, and climbed up the tallest tree in the forest and called out, Oh, Sky Chief! Oh, Sky Chief! Yes? It is I, Anansi. I have something for you. Let me see. And so the sky chief opened up the sack and out slithered a rather dazed python. Yo, am I still the longest snake in the jungle? Yes, said Anansi with a smile. Hmm, said the sky chief. I see you have done well, but what remains still remains. I know. And so Anansi swung on his thread from branch to branch and danced from leaf to leaf until he came to the place where the black cat was known to travel. And so Anansi dug a great pit. And then he made a huge web across the pit. And then he covered the web with leaves and branches and brush so that you couldn't see it. And he waited for the black cat to come along. And it wasn't long until he heard pad, pad, pad. And he waited and hid. Pad, pad, pad came the great black cat. And then Anansi saw the great pad, pad, pads that were pad, pad, padding. And he saw the strong arms, the powerful shoulders, the broad neck, the great jaw filled with the sharp teeth and the yellow eyes staring out in front of it. I didn't know it was that black cat, said Anansi, for it was the panther. And the panther walked straight across the brush until until the trap was sprung. The panther was not happy. Anansi jumped down and grabbed his huge web and spun a thread around its neck. And he pulled the... Pulled the frightened cat out of the pit, threw it into a sack, threw the sack across his shoulder and climbed up the highest tree in the forest and called out, Oh, Sky Chief! Oh, Sky Chief! Uh, Nancy! Uh, Nancy! Yes, it is I. I have something for you. Let me see. And so the Sky Chief opened up the sack and out jumped, the panther, and it shot off down the tree back to its home. Hmm, you have done well, Anansi, but what remains still remains. I know.
And so on his thread, Anansi swung from branch to branch and danced from leaf to leaf until he came to the place of hornets. And the Nazi watched until he called out, Oh, Hornet Queen! Um, the Sky Chief has asked me to count you all, and I'm finding it ever so difficult, for you seem to move around so much. Well, this is our nature. That is what we do. We move around a lot. Well, said Anansi, I was wondering if you could all fly into my sack one by one, and then I could count you. I I suppose we could do that. That's possible. And so the Hornet Queen had all of her hornets fly into the sack one by one. And Anansi pretended to count them all. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Until the Hornet Queen was the last one in. And he spun his thread around the neck of the sack, threw the sack across his shoulder, made his way to the tallest tree in the forest and climbed up to the top and called out, Oh, Sky Chief! Oh, Sky Chief! Uh, Nancy! Uh, Nancy! Yes, it is I. I have something for you. Yes, I thought you might. And he opened up the sack. And out flew... All of the hornets, until the hornet queen, the last one out, came up and said, So, Nancy, were you able to count us all? Uh, Yes, I was, said Nancy. And off she flew, along with the rest of her hornets, back to their nest in the forest. "Mm. You have done well, Nancy, but what remains still remains. I know. And so Nancy swung on his thread from branch to branch and danced from leaf to leaf until he came to the place where the fairies flew. First, Anansi found some thorns, and then he found a block of wood, and he started to carve into the block of wood. And he carved and carved, until he had carved a baby with its hands outstretched out of this block of wood. He then found the stickiest sap that he could find, and he covered the baby doll with the sticky sap. And then he took some sweet potatoes, some yams, and he cooked them up with a little bit of honey, and he mashed them up, and he placed them in the outstretched hands of this baby doll. And he then took a thin thread, wrapped it around the baby doll's neck, and took the thread behind a tree where he hid, and he waited and waited and waited and it wasn't long before a large fairy appeared and the fairy saw the baby with its outstretched hands containing the sweet potatoes all mashed up and smelling really nice and it flew down and settled down next to it a baby? Is that sweet potato? said the fairy. And Nancy took the thread and very carefully pulled on it so it gave the appearance that the baby doll was nodding. Um, do, do you think I could have some of that sweet potato, please, baby? Again, Nancy tugged on the thread and again the baby doll nodded. 
And so the fairy began to eat the sweet potato until it was all gone. Thank you, baby, said the fairy. But Anansi did nothing, and therefore the baby doll said nothing. And I said, thank you, baby. But again, the doll did nothing. I said, thank you, baby. And then the fairy pushed the doll, but got his hand stuck. Baby, let go. Let go, baby, let go. And then he got his other hand and pushed against the baby. Oh, baby, baby, let go of me, let go of me. And he continued to struggle, but the more he struggled, the more he stuck. He put his foot up. Oh, no. And Nancy came out from behind the tree. (laughs) I have you now. And so Nancy put the struggling, sticky fairy into a sack, climbed the tallest tree in the forest and called out, Oh, Sky Chief! Oh, Sky Chief! Uh, Nancy! Uh, Nancy! What have you for me this time? You shall see what you shall see, said Nancy. And the Sky Chief opened up the sack and... (laughs) Out flew a very sticky, very upset fairy. Mm, said the Sky Chief. You have done what kings and knights have not been able to do. You have done what princess warriors and damsels have not been able to do. You have brought me all the things that I asked of you. I shall not give you one story. What? Not one story? No. I shall give you all my stories. And so the Sky Chief told Anansi all his stories. And Anansi, being Anansi, he shared the stories too. And that is how I can bring you this story to you today. Do folks at home say, oh my, what big smell you have? Try Red Riding Hood soap. Sure to leave you smelling as good as grandmother's pies. This soap was used after climbing out of the belly of the beast, and it worked so well the family made it into a business. So don't smell like a wolf. Smell like a woodsman with Red Riding Hood soap. Anansi is to blame or thank for many things making their way into our world, stories being only one. It is said he sometimes brings the rain, and through one adventure or another he's responsible for putting the sun, the stars, and the moon in the sky. In this next story, he is to blame for something else getting scattered about, and it's all because he wanted to make a fast dollar in this story told by Lynn Ford. Once upon a time, a time passes. A time is coming. A time will never end upon the face of the earth as long as we share the stories. 
Anansi, the spider, was always trying to think of a quick way to make a fast dollar. And he thought he had found one when he heard of this thing called common sense. You see, Anansi had heard that everybody in the whole wide world needed at least a little bit of common sense. So he figured if he could gather all the common sense in the whole wide world and keep it to himself, folks would have to pay to get just a little bit of it. Anansi picked up a gourd, and he went out into the world in search of common sense. That spider would hide in the dark corner of a room and wait until he heard a little bit of it. Perhaps a mother or father saying to a child, Child! Common sense should tell you not to go to bed with your socks and shoes still on your feet. Well, Anansi would toss out a bit of his special thread, wrap up all those common sense words, draw them toward himself, and put them in the gourd. Then he would fly from that place to another dark corner, flying out on his special thread, hiding in the corner and waiting until he heard another little bit of common sense. Perhaps a grandmother or grandfather telling a grandchild, Child, common sense should tell you not to put your money in a pocket with a hole in it. Well, there would be Anansi the spider tossing out a bit of his special thread, wrapping up all those common sense words, drawing them toward him and putting them in the gourd. Now, when the gourd was full, Anansi stopped it shut and he started back home. He figured if he could put that gourd in a place no one could reach, he would have all that common sense that folks would have to pay him to get. Well, Anansi tied a cord around that gourd, and he hung the gourd around his neck close to his heart. Then he walked to the tallest tree near his home, and he began to climb. Anansi climbed higher and higher and higher, and as he climbed, the gourd hit first against the tree, then against Anansi, then against the tree, then against Anansi. And as he climbed that tree, he realized how rough the bark was, how hard it was to climb, and the gourd hit the tree, and then Anansi. And after a while, Anansi the spider was very tired and very sore. Now at the bottom of the tree stood a small child watching that spider climbing higher and higher. Uncle Anansi, said the child, what you doing climbing that tree with that gourd hanging around your neck? Anansi the spider said, can't you see? I'm taking this gourd to put in the topmost branches. Well, said the child, Uncle Anansi, if you would hang that gourd round your neck so it would hang down your back, it wouldn't keep hitting you in the chest like that while you're trying to climb the tree. Well, Anansi stopped climbing. He looked down at that child. He said, child. How do you know that? The child said, eh, common sense. 
Well, when Anansi realized he'd missed that little bit of common sense, he began to climb back down the tree after it. He climbed so quickly that he began to slip and fall, and the gourd fell from his neck. Down from the tree fell Anansi. Oh! Ow! And down from the tree fell that gourd. Woo! Crack! When it hit the ground, it broke into a thousand pieces, and all the common sense Anansi had gathered flew back out into the world. Yes, the world is as it is today, because of Anansi, the spider. When he let that gourd break, and all the common sense fly out into the world, some folks caught a little bit of common sense, some folks caught a lot of common sense, and some folks caught no common sense at all. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show notes and more information about the storytellers you heard today can be found at storystorypodcast.com forward slash episode six. Show the love. Find Lynn and Simon on Facebook. Tell them you heard them and you now want to hear them tell more stories. Do you like what you're hearing? Would you like a little bit more? As a supporter of the podcast, you can get an extra story per podcast and behind the scenes news. You can become a monthly sponsor for as little as $4 through Patreon, and that will help keep the stories coming. Or you're welcome to do a one-time donation. Both options are found at storystorypodcast.com and will help the podcast grow from a wee sprout to a worldwide audience. If you'd like to stay connected or offer feedback, you can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or join the mailing list. You can leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or however else you listen to the podcasts. That helps the podcast get noticed and is so appreciated. Let us know your favorite story you heard on the podcast or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. I'll be back with stories before you know it. I hope you join me again. And until then, live happily ever after. <laughs>